This is the start of the show. Hey, Ty. As they're coming back in. I'm not sure if they went potty no. or they were talking to we the We got in trouble boss. with our The goal is not to leave you in here alone. That's that was okay. really not the, uh, <laughs> That's all right. what we wanted to do. Ready to roll, man. Okay, so there's Ty. Hey, guys. Uh, there's Danny. There's Jacob. What's up? There's Mino. Um, Bob is out today. He's back tomorrow. Uh, okay, so I'm driving in the car with my kid. And, you know, kids ask stupid questions because they're stupid. Mm-hmm. In general, they're just like little people, just dumber. Um, and, and they don't have much of a filter. They ask anything. Yeah. And so he asked me, Dad, have you ever heard of Andy the Half Man? Why do girls pee out of their butt? And I said, I'm sorry, what? And he goes, yeah, there's this guy who he's able to separate the top part of his body from the lower half, what? and he scares people, and he's called Andy the Half-Man. <laughs> Andy. The... Did you see this on YouTube or something? Yeah, of course he did. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't really understand what you're saying. He's like, yeah, he had this horrible accident as a kid, and uh, so now he can just set himself on his legs and walk, and then when he's ready, he can take himself off. I'm like, what are you saying to me? <laughs> What is happening? You should have started talking to him about NFTs. <laughs> right. So he goes, give me your phone. Old man. You don't even know how to use it. Stupid. You probably make calls on this, Grandpa. <laughs> so I'm driving, and he's got the phone. And uh, all of a sudden, I hear like an intro for... He got the name wrong. Oh, it's what, not Andy? It's not Andy Halfman. It's Andy Splitman. <laughs> you don't even have that right, I bet. Um, Let's see. Slit. <laughs> so he is an illusionist. His name Andy is... Andy Splitman. His name is Andy. Andy. Andy Gross. And he does a... Yeah, there he is. Yeah. He's 52. He does a bit... And the only thing that I saw, because I saw like 30 seconds of it before I'm like, all right, is he's in an elevator. Yeah. <laughs> Standing there with his... Yeah, with half holding, his body. Holding his, his feet and his legs. <laughs> right. Um, he does bits where somehow... Yeah, uh, uh, he's not half a man, by the way. He's fully... He's an illusionist. He's a fully formed human. But right. this illusion that he does is badass. And I'm surprised it hadn't got more traction. Because it's been around for a while now. But he'll, like, the funniest bit I saw was him in, in an elevator. And, you know, just people, like, starting their day, getting in their office elevator. And then he's like, and what he does is he, you know, creates the illusion he's separating himself. And instead of, like, saying something, he just goes, ha! Like, he's scaring right. them, you know, like, ha! And then they just, <laughs> yeah. They, flip. they just jump so far back. And, you know, and I'm like, dude, I go, that. He's and, gonna get shot. And trying to explain this to a kid that this is oh dad, that's no, he was in a horrible motorcycle accident and and uh now I can just do this. I'm like, You're in fifth grade. You should not be believing this, but it's really ridiculous. How does he do that? I don't know, dude. Are you looking at oh, it? Oh yeah, I'm watching the elevator prank. <laughs> It's like he's holding his lower body yes. next to him, and it's and it walks, and he's, he's attached to it. Also, a ventriloquist as well. Oh, okay. Former professional racquetball player. Yeah, I did go back and read that that this guy was the youngest professional racquetball player ever. He turned pro at like fifteen or sixteen. Wow. 
Yeah. And then he got into illusion. And then Why he, don't people try was, to help him? Why do they run from him? Okay. I'm telling you right now, if you saw this in an elevator and you weren't aware of it, and a guy's just sitting there, fully formed, and, and then... Walking toward you. And then, and then he takes his upper half and just takes it off his lower half and goes... Ha! Whoa! <laughs> you would not be like, oh, can I help put your upper half back on top? You wouldn't say that. You would run like hell. The funny thing is what he ought to do, because he always does it, he scares them before the elevator door shuts. So he lets them out. Yeah. you got to keep them in. Yeah. Get like the World, well, not the World Trade Center, but some, Whoa. sorry. Um, sorry, oh America. My God. Some giant building where it's Corey like 40, 40 floors and you got to ride up with the guy. It freaked me out. I'm telling you. Little man knows something. Andy the half man. How does he do that? I don't know, dude. Does he explain it? Uh, it is explained, yes, because before I told my kid that I had to go, he was like, you can look at this. It is, you know, you can see how it's done. All it's right. pretty badass. Illusionists and-, and magicians are awesome. Let's just face it. What they do is impossible, and you shake your head, and you just kind of go to bed at night, but those guys are better than you. But what if they're really magic? Ooh, yeah. Yeah, what if he really is half-man? Andy the half-man. All right, uh, let's get our uh, our uh, thing cranked up here. The ticket. The ticket. Get, get ready, ready for an all-new all Hardline, hardline segment. segment. It's time to step into the, the Snake Pit. pit. And now, with something completely over the top, the host and star of the Snake Pit, Snake. Sponsors? Sandwiches. Ha ha, you ain't got any either. Every Wednesday, we do this little segment called The Snake Pit. And today I wanted to present something to you guys that has been bothering me for the last couple of years. So back when I was a young boy, and I would go up to Oklahoma and spend a couple weeks every summer with my grandparents, which I enjoyed. I liked doing that. My grandpa was cool. We'd do all sorts of stuff together. But I noticed that um, then that... Grandpa would get up at about between 4.30 and 5 in the morning. And this is not too dissimilar, I'm sure, to anybody's grandparents' story. Grandpa bought a rubber. <laughs> is that because he had to go to the store? One rubber, please. <laughs> I just need one, quick. <laughs> so he would get up, and I would hear him. You know, you could in those smaller houses, you could hear everybody. And, and seriously, my grandparents' house was a two-one living room, hallway, kitchen, and I dare say that thing was seven hundred square feet. Yeah, they were tiny houses. So you heard it all, and and um, he would get up and he would go outside. And I think the paper showed up at 5 o'clock or something like that, and he would grab the paper, and he would sit in there, and he would read. He wouldn't be loud or anything like that. Drink his coffee. Drink his coffee, yeah. Which I always found weird, too, because, you know, coffee does wear off, and, like, the, the coffee buzz wears off at, like, 6.30 in the morning, like, before anybody's awake. It's so weird. 
But uh, some people don't drink it for right. They the just, caffeine. It's just a, a the, delicious habit. The thing to do. Yeah. yeah. So and then my grandma would get up to pretty early, and and then she would cook breakfast, and then I'm laying in bed, and I'm like, God, I don't want to get up. I have, at this point, it's what seven, yeah, six thirty. I have no interest in getting up. If but, you were in bed at my, I don't want to make this about me. I'm sure you're going somewhere, but it, yeah, I bet it was much like this for you. If you slept or were in bed past like eight o'clock, yeah, you were considered lazy, you're wasting daylight. And that's where I'm going with this. I'm glad you brought that up because my grandpa told me I'd you know come in there and you know all just tired, just worn out because I'm getting up at seven o'clock in the morning and. I was probably, you know, I, I did this from the age of uh, six to like sixteen. I would go up there and spend a few weeks. Up Those there were the him. best trips. Yeah, they were great. But every, it was same thing every year. And the older I got, the later I would sleep, or the later I'd want to sleep, just because that's what you do as a teenager. And and I remember as a little kid though, him telling me that, like, you just wait till you get older, and you're not going to be able to sleep in. You're not going to be able to sleep at all you're going to be getting up early and that's just what you do and i remember um my parents before i went to college you know they're like oh you know you better not be sleeping in or you know you gotta (laughs) you gotta start the day and you need to what you need to do is take early classes and uh, get them out of the way and all that yeah and i'm like what really okay no and it was the hardest thing for me my freshman year to get up and take these early classes early classes they were the reason I was on interscholastic probation. <laughs> right, you just three slept in. You just skipped them all, um, which is what I ended up doing too, and getting in trouble for it. Uh, and then you know, people would tell you once you started working that you would your sleep schedule would adjust and you would become just naturally become this morning person, acclimate to it. Right. Yeah. And everybody always told me, just wait, just wait. You're going to be getting up earlier and earlier. You're going to not be able to sleep or whatever, and it's just going to be part of your life. Well, here I am, smack dab in the middle of life, and nothing has changed. And I'm telling you right now, as I get to 60 or 70, I guess I can't predict anything, you know, that far out. I'm not going to be one of those people. And I don't think that there's any adjusting to... The, the older you get, or I guess maybe that's just the way your body naturally changes. The older you get, the earlier you wake up. I'm not that way. I am not a morning person. Matter of fact, the older I get, the less I'm into getting in, uh, getting up early. You want to sleep in? I just want to lay there, period. I, and it's not like I want to lay there till 11 o'clock. I'm not like that. But, I mean, like... Boy, I am. <laughs> I can get away with it. I can't do that. I'm not like that over the top. Um, And I'm not going to bed super late either. I just don't want to get up and get going and let it out. Let's go, everyone. You want to ease into it. Yes. You don't want to be forced to get up for something and somebody tell you, okay, you need to be up at this time. Yeah. Yeah. And And the people that are like, you know, up early and they love getting up. Dude, I'm married to one of them. And it weirds me out. That she's an early bird? Yes. She'll get up at go to yoga at 4.30 in the morning mm. or something just to get my day started. Man, I heard the same crap growing up. The only difference now, look, it, it was number one, it was a different time. And number two, I don't need to get up at 4.30 because unlike my granddad, I don't own a farm. <laughs> right. I know. I don't have to milk anything. I don't have to feed any fowl. I don't have to break any 
fresh Broncos. Right. And <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, I know. I know exactly what you're saying. And you know, with kids, you get up early just because they have school. Mm-hmm. You just wake up. I've and... got Netflix to binge until three thirty in the morning. Yeah, I know. That's why I need to sleep until ten or eleven. <laughs> right. And I, you know, sorry, you chose to live on a farm. I just think though that you know my parents were that way. My mom was getting up still at, at six in the morning. You know. Dad, same way. Just boom, up, 6 in the morning. Don't need an alarm. My father-in-law gets up at 5 o'clock to go to Mass every day and doesn't set his alarm. He's up. He just gets up. And I don't understand that, and I'm wondering if I'm like this lost soul of time that doesn't evolve into that. Or is it just, are we, as our generation, is getting to that point where we were guaranteed, you just wait, you just wait. You're just, gonna, see. you're just going to wake up. I think we're different because we're not. Our generation isn't like the past generations where everybody has a nine to five job, where you maybe you can't acclimate to steadily becoming a a morning person or more of a morning person. How long have you been doing this shift that where right. you don't have to be up at any time? Now, like you said, I'm like you. I have a kid. When when she's in school, I get up at six forty five to wake her up and get her yeah. to school by eight. So I'm forced to get up then, but this week during spring break, and they've been gone. Yeah, what I'm time not, are you getting up? I'm not getting up before nine. And are then, you, are and you, then I'm, sl- I'm sluggishly getting up. And are you awake at like eight, or are you awake at nine, and you're like, God, this is great. I I usually wake up right before the alarm, and then I lay there and just yeah. contemplate what's going to happen that day, and as long as I want to. Now that's all, and you mentioned you, we can get away with that because we don't have to go in. Right. And I'm wondering if you have to go in at a certain time every day, and you've been that way since you know you're 23 years old. We've been doing this for 20 years yeah. on this in this time frame, pretty much at the same time. So 20 years of not having to be at work at the earliest 1:30. Does that massively affect? I you? think it does. Mm-hmm. I think if you had a nine to five job where you need to get up at seven and do all the you know crap to that necessitates going to a, a typical you know, hour, yeah. eight hour shift. Yeah, it probably would. Once you, once you get to that place, it's just normal for you to wake up that early. But when I do wake I up early, I feel bad for Dunham and Miller when those guys okay. turn 70. Are they going to wake up every day at three? Ugh. I don't know. But when I do, you know, fill in for them or white elephant or whatever it is, or it's, have to work that shift, it's either you stay up all night because you're scared you're going to sleep through your alarm or it's four alarm clocks. It ruins me for two days. Because I'm nervous the night before, and then I'm so tired the next day, I can't do anything. Mm-hmm. I'm miserable. And, dude, if I get up, if, if like, the alarm clock has to go off it's before 7 o'clock, I'm pretty wiped out the whole day. <laughs> like, That's, I feel like crap. That was the advent of Coffee Wednesday. Was because that was the early one, on. Yeah, one day would, a week you had to get up and do I don't know some yeah, weird kid stuff, some lacrosse practice or some such. There was a time when you know in my early thirties where I was meeting like for a running group at like five thirty, six o'clock. But that was like for you know training for the marathon and crap like that. That didn't last very long. But when it did, I would run and then I would go back to bed. Yeah, because I was so tired on those days where I get up at six forty-five to get the kid to school. I come home. I I walk around the neighborhood for like 45 minutes, come back, get showered, get ready, and more often than not, I'll take a nap of at least 30 minutes. Yes! And, like, I do that. I'm so glad you said that. Yeah. Because every day, like at about 11 o'clock, after I feel like I've done everything, Mm -hmm. I've walked the dogs, I've, 
laundry, whatever. I've done work stuff, trying to get ready, texting you guys left and right. Sure. Is that where you are in the midday? Is taking a taking a little snooze from like uh, not every day, but like at eleven mm-hmm. sometimes. I'm sometimes like, you go dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like where'd, where'd Corby go? Yeah, a little is sleepy, sweepy. Working in nine, or is he little... going for a full eighteen before the show? <laughs> Nothing wrong with a little power no, nap before bang. work. But I know. I again, I don't know if if I, it's good to hear that you guys are the same way. Are you a morning person? The weekends has kind of messed with me a little bit because of the Sunday show, and now that's I mean for probably the first year that was a shock, but now I'm I'm used to it. I'll usually wake up around nine o'clock every weekday just on my own. Now that's the kind of the that's awesome time. I mean that's not late. I think nine o'clock is or that's awesome. not early. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a great yes. time. And if I can make it to ten, I'm so happy these days. That's incredible. 10, Ten is incredible. You start getting people start making noise in the house, and yeah, the dog is you know it's the dog's the dog, and you're gonna it, I just get up. Yeah, like you can't you can't sleep till noon and live that nocturnal lifestyle when your dog's basically gonna no. pee on your floor or outside, and it's up to you to get things going. No, not at all. But I just don't see myself turning into. That guy that is at four thirty no. in the morning—that is early not morning gonna guy. Happen ever right? No, like when you're no. eighty, no. ninety, whatever no. it is, and all these old people that do it today and did it back in the day—I just, I just don't get it, man. <laughs> what time do you go to bed usually? Um, you know, f- between what's I would the say- latest that you'll stay up? And I'm not talking about when you're binging the Australian Open or some twelve thirty. That's the absolute. You'll you're rarely you you won't like get stuck on TV and the next thing you know it's like dang it's already two never never not ever but unless I'm out going out right 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 and drinking or something like that which not a lot of that going on these days but yeah so twelve thirty is basically that's it but that's not the average the average would be what eleven thirty probably yeah between eleven and midnight yeah. same I would say yeah getting there mm. no I I can't I used to be a huge night owl I can't do it anymore. By eleven o'clock, if I'm up by eleven, or I'm up at eleven, it's like three three a.m. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah, and that's the other thing is like even if I sleep from eleven thirty to seven thirty, which is eight hours, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh god, I stayed up late last night, <laughs> didn't I? That's a rough one. And there are times when, you know, obviously more times than not, I don't have anything to drink at night. I'm not drinking every night. But I forgot I'll, how to drink, by the way. Right, yes. but I'll wake up. I'll wake up sometimes and be like, son of a bitch, I'm hungover. Just. I guess I got a rough night's hey, sleep. How's your anus? You're right. I've just been <laughs> screaming that all night. Where if I'm tired, I feel worse than I do when I'm hungover. It's weird. The worst is, and this has happened because, you know, there's no going out, and I'm not a big just sitting around the house with a gallon of scotch guy. Right. But on those rare occasions where, you know what, I might just have a couple of belts, two drinks, I might as well have had 20. Yeah. Because I feel that way the next morning just because my tolerance is Horrible. Yeah, what did I do last night? I sat on the couch and had two drinks. You had a Coors. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Ooh, how many? One, one cigarette and one Coors. Yeah. 
All right. Well, uh, good stuff, Carby. That was one of my favorite snake pits ever. Oh, thanks, Danny. Right. That's really <laughs> nice. sweet. That's really, really sweet. For decades, Rolling Stone has set the bar for entertainment publications. Today, Rolling Stone Music Now takes over in podcast form. Allison Krauss and Robert Plant. Allison, I know Robert never necessarily sang anything the same way twice. How was it to refine that balance? It felt like no time had gone by. The natural kind of rock and roll, idiomatic harmony singing. It's almost like an afterthought. We have to think about what's most appropriate for the melody line. Rolling Stone Music Now. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. The ticket. Well, it's... uh troubled me today to pick up the paper and see that someone who affected this show directly has passed on to the next plane. Really? Who would this be? Edna Taylor is dead. <laughs> at 81. At the age of 81. The right, right. Oh, no, not Edna. Yep. The VFW girl? Yes, <laughs> Edna Taylor. Now, how do you know this? Because a P1 sent the newspaper up. This is from Sunday's this paper. This is from Sunday's paper, sent the obits up, and there she is, Edna Taylor. Read it. Now, first off, yeah, I'll read the obit, and then we'll explain who she is. Uh, born February 27, 1925 in Lamar County, Texas. Passed away March 23rd, 06 in Dallas. She was a member of the VFW Post 2414 Ladies Auxiliary for approximately 30 years. Uh, and then it just goes on to talk about her life. That's really all we know her as, mm -hmm. is the, lady, the old lady from the VFW. Now, the reason we know her as the old lady from the VFW, and the reason you people out there know who she is, is because her drops have been a part of our show for the last six years. Six years. Oh, they've been a staple. Since 2000. And these are, these are the drops that the great Edna Taylor has provided us with. Hello. What? Huh? <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> uh. Yeah. I'm just keeping my fingers crossed for you. <laughs> Surely everyone's heard those numerous times. Yeah. Hotline. And the reason... Hotline. That those drops exist is back in 2000 when uh, the election was going on and Al Gore was running for president, Gordon and I went back into the studio and were calling people and it was actually election day and I was posing as some sort of minion for Al Gore and Gordon was doing his Al Gore voice, his super gay Al Gore voice and he would ask people, just random people, if they had gone out and voted. And you know, and here they are talking to the vice president and now we decided to call places where old people might be just because they're more susceptible to believe in that, unfortunately. Yeah, it's so, fun to take advantage of the elderly. Yeah, you know, I feel really bad now that Edna's passed on. But I, you should. I feel that we're doing a tribute to the woman because, you know what, she's affected me directly more than Casper Weinberger or Buck Owens did. Hate to say it, but she has. So this is how... Edna became a part of all of our lives. This was in 2000. This is uh, me and Gordon and the VFW lady. VFW 2414. 
Hi, this is Bruce Jenner, and I'm calling from the National Democratic Party, and we're wondering if you made it out to the polls yet. I've already voted. Okay, well, listen, um, we have a special treat for you. Uh, Vice President Al Gore is on the line with me. We're calling from uh, party headquarters, and he'd like to say a few words with you, if you don't mind. All right. Is that okay? Yeah, fine. What's your name, ma'am? Edna Taylor. Edna Taylor, okay. And we're, you're in Dallas, right? Dallas, uh-huh. Okay, Edna, hang on one second. Vice President, it's Edna, and she lives in Dallas. Edna in Dallas. Okay. Hello. And how much time do we have with her? How, how much time do we have with you, Edna? A few minutes? Yeah. Okay. okay. A few minutes, Al. Hello, Edna? Yes. It's Al Gore, Vice President. Good. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. How are you? I'm doing just wonderful. I was just uh, calling because we want to make sure that we get our uh, Democratic supporters. Oh, honey, I, I voted early vote. Did you vote yes, for sir. me, Edna? Sure did. Good. That is just wonderful to yes, hear. I did. Because I'm just, it seems like I'm really failing in the nation. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm just keeping my fingers crossed for you. Well, I sure hope I win. I tell I you, though, it, it does scare me to death imagining if I actually was president. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a big job. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> yes. Well, I tell you what, Edna, we, uh, we're going to win the White House as long as we have the support of good Hispanics like you. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And uh, what do you do for a living, Edna? Oh, I'm working down here at the VFW. Oh, wonderful. You know that I'm a Vietnam veteran. Uh-huh. Oh, are you really? Yes. All right. I've actually volunteered <laughs> to go to Vietnam. Yeah, my son was, uh, he was in the Marines. And really? He was to Vietnam, too. Was he really? Yes, uh-huh. Is he still in the military? No, he's not. He got out. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah, I volunteered to go over there just where I could shoot some Chinese. <laughs> Yes. Go America. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> yes, did uh and uh, actually I'd never mentioned this on the campaign trail, but it was a pretty wild time over there. I we used know, to that's what my son said. Yeah, a lot of pot smoking oh, and boy, I'm telling you. Yes, a lot of uh, sex with hookers. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I shouldn't yeah. I shouldn't say that in front of mixed company. Oh, my goodness. I tell you what, my bowels are so full right now, I'm going to have to cut this conversation a little okay, short. Well, that's good. I'm glad to talk to you. Okay. All right. Hey, okay, okay, Edna. All right. Hey, I smushed a gopher with my car. All right. Okay, bye. All right. Edna? Oh, gosh. There she goes. What a sweet lady. Oh, gosh. Man, she will be missed. Can you believe a P1 saw this in the obits and sent this up? Uh, well, I just got a call from Ray Whaley, and he said that there's two Edna Taylors at work at that same VFW. There's no way. That's what he said. He said he called over there trying to find her, and they were like, well, which one do you want? Two, no. Well, he, this was in, like, no, no, pretty no, no, recently. No. Two Ed, I think he, there were two Ednas that worked there. It could be two Edna Taylors. Uh, Why not? up and there's, down that it was. There's two Greg Olsons in the major leagues. Yeah, there's two Andy Taylors. Well, I hope this wasn't that one, but I'm just assuming it is. Yeah. I mean. Okay, well, we'll go with it till we find out otherwise. There's two John Waynes. Any excuse to play the fake Al Gore is good. <laughs> I was supposed to go for with my car. Huh? <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, if, if, if she is gone, I have to say she's in. There's no question she's in.
She will be sharing a room with Buck Owens and Casper Weinberger, as far as I'm concerned. She'll probably enjoy that. What do you guys think? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'd put her in. Grego? I'd I'm vote fine. no. What? It's, I mean, this you is can't for, vote against Edna. This is for national Well, all figures. right. Okay. Uh -oh. All right. Well, if he's going to vote no, then let's toss it to Kevin Scott, see what he thinks. Are you serious? Of course she's in. Okay, there you go. Yes. Edna is in. Awesome. We have a completed trifecta <laughs> of Buck Owens, Casper Weinberger, and Edna. Is that the oddest trifecta we've ever had? Yes. That has to be the oddest. <laughs> now, this is, this is pending <laughs> the determination of whether this is the right Edna. Okay. If we find out that it's not, then we will have this person removed. 